It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. <laughs> okay, I'm, doing? Re- I'm promise I'm recording now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was false. That was like three false starts. I apologize. I, 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 yeah, whatever. Whatever. We're on. We're here. What's going on? I was ready to rock that rip-roaring intro and then... Nah. No, wait. Uh, stop. False start. False start. Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome to the After 9 Podcast. And thank you to the thousands who checked out yesterday's episode. This is our third one this week, and we'll have another one tomorrow. And then we're off next week, just so you know. And then we get no more time off until ratings are done. Uh, today's National Radio Day, so I guess this is a good time to talk about the radio for just mm-hmm. a second. If you don't listen to the radio, and I'm going to assume that most people do at least a little bit, but you guys have discovered podcasts, so that's fine too. More than two-thirds of people say they listen to the radio every single day. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. That's encouraging. It's uh, good for the industry, especially since since the 80s, people have been predicting the demise of radio. Since MTV first launched Oh, that's it for radio. Oh, radio's fucked. They're done. No one will listen. And and then there there was podcasts, and then there was satellite radio, and then there was all the streaming services, and then Spotify, and oh, radio's done. Radio's done. Uh, Radio is still here, and we're we're still doing just fine, especially when more than two-thirds of people listen to the radio every single day. Many more listen overall, just not necessarily daily. That's right. You mentioned uh, the satellite radio thing, and I remember that being you know, an an issue when I first got into radio, like, you know, though, satellite radio, I don't know. And I thought, you know, it's dumb to me because there's always going to be changes in technology. And that's kind of partially what satellite radio became, right? Like, okay, so we can do it this way now and we can have advertisers in a different kind of format, but we're still making money. So satellite radio did their thing based on subscription. And then they started to have advertisers still inside, right? Inside the shows. And I thought, no, people aren't going to, and don't get me wrong, satellite's still, you know, alive and, and doing okay and doing well. But then with podcasts coming along too, it makes you wonder what the future, what the future is for satellite radio. I'm never worried about radio itself. Radio is free. You can get it anywhere. It's local. It's live. Um, it has personality and music. I, I seriously, I tell people all the time, like, sure, there's been changes in radio. Radio's changed through the years, but it's not going away. And no. I, I do wonder about satellite, though, especially with podcasts being as they are, because some of the big boys and girls that play in the satellite radio game, like your Howard Stearns, for example, might start considering other things. Apparently, places like Spotify, where you can find this podcast, I don't know where you're listening from, but just so you know, you can get it on, on Spotify, too. So Spotify's, for example, made that deal with Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. Massive deal. And that'll net them some good coin. So apparently they're starting to consider pitching those satellite radio people and you know, bringing them over bl- to their side and for podcasts, basically. You know, I don't blame them, really. Yeah. I, I personally think podcasts are the wave of the future. I, I've been doing one for probably 12, 13 years, putting out podcasts. Sometimes it's just a best of the show. That's what it started off as from yeah. the, the radio show. And then it evolved into more of like a talk format. And that's basically what you and I do now. And we've been going for years now on After 9 here. Um, satellite radio is a weird one because you have the timeline correct. When they first launched, the big pitch was, okay, so you're going to pay like seven bucks a month, but no commercials at all. Mm -hmm. And by and large, I think most people were willing to pay $7 a month to never hear another commercial again. But then they kept raising the price and they kept increasing the amount of commercials. Yeah, And it's not like you could listen to Stern 
commercial free. No. You still got those big long commercial sure breaks. Sure you did. There's 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 non-commercial commercials, but that's basically what they are, you know, when they're sitting there advertising every 2 minutes. Uh, oh, let's stop because we got to talk about this product or whatever. And sometimes it's seamless, and I hand it to some of the professionals that do it because sometimes it's seamless and it's cool and it sounds great and it works for the audience and it works for the advertiser and it's all well and good. But can you still ask for that price? Can you still ask to you know have people pay that money monthly plus have all this advertisement in there? Plus you're competing with Spotify now and all the other great, all the other great podcast platforms. There's lots of them that are pulling in some huge huge numbers. So it is interesting. I love I mean I'm a I'm a radio nerd, so I love keeping track of this and and watching how this uh how the game is basically being played back and forth. I'm curious when Stern's contract is up, which I believe is the end of this year or the beginning of next. I forget now, but he signed that massive deal with Sirius XM, what, five years ago. So his deal's almost up. And I'm curious if he stays there or if he decides to spread his wings and go elsewhere, because that will be one of the many big moves that have been made toward podcasts and away from satellite. I like that there's a fight between those two more so than radio and anything else. And that's why I really think that radio will just stay as it is, as that great format that's always going to be free for you, that's always going to be available, that will always be live and local, depending where you live. Uh, That's why I love radio. Yeah, I'm a big fan of radio, too. I don't listen as much as I used to. I I think people's tastes change a little bit as they... Um, as they reach different stages in their life. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I still like our station. We're on one called 91.5 FM, The Beat, and we're out of Kitchener. But um, I, I listen to a lot more talk radio, I think, than I used to. And there's the inevitable switch as people get a little bit older. They tend to go to lighter music. I don't know why that is. I mean, just because you you turn 40 or turn 50 doesn't mean you have to start listening to down-tempo records. I, I don't understand that. But uh, um, I still have a lot of time for radio, and I like the fact that it's local. Hey, listen, you're more than welcome to go ahead and spend – it's over over 15 bucks a month now, I think it is, to get wow. Sirius XM in Canada. Ah, I think that's and, too much for me, but I don't do a lot of subscriptions. I stick with like a few things that I will go to all the time. Well, I mean, I don't even mind mentioning them because I don't really find them to be competition anymore. And uh, if you want to spend that money, by all means, the music channels, I guess, are commercial free, but... You know, I mean, uh, satellite radio never told you your kid's bus is canceled. They never told you that there's a tractor trailer crash on the 401 mm-hmm. and it's closed. Yeah. Uh, they never told you that uh, uh, it's now mandatory that you need a mask if you're going to be in a mall. I mean, they, they don't have that local information that regular FM terrestrial radio does. So, uh, yeah, I still like radio. People ask me all the time, though, do you listen to your competition? Do you ever flip around? I flip around. I just don't like it. I, I, I will listen to other stations, and I'm generally not blown away by what I hear. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it is what it is. I mean, we do our show, and, and it's out there. Anybody who wants to listen to it can. Um, that I find fine, but I'm also a little bit biased. I, I don't listen to our competitors and think to myself, oh, shit, yeah, they're really doing some great no. stuff because I just don't find it particularly creative or innovative and I don't really know what's in it. Yeah, I, I'm a flipper. I'm a flipper and I love especially, <laughs> haven't done it as often, obviously, this year, but I love especially when I'm traveling. That's what interests me is flipping around. And, you know, even in Ontario, you know, if I drive up to whatever, Kirkland Lake, God forbid I ever have to go up back to up to Kirkland Lake, um, but I will go ahead and station flip. I'm that person that flips and sees what other stations are doing 
doing? What are they up to? What does this sound like? And just because I'm I'm curious about what it sounds like. So I'm definitely a station flipper. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I like I have my stations I stick to. And most of that is about music. Some of it is about personality, but it's mostly based on on the music, to be honest. Yeah, I get the personality from podcasts, and I don't even mind mentioning his. I, I like Joe Rogan a lot. Yeah. Uh, Barstool's got some good shit out. Uh, Spit and Checklists is a fine podcast. Uh, there's a lot of good ones out there. So thank you for listening to After 9, guys. We really, really appreciate it. We have a whole bunch of things to cover in this edition, and we'll start off with Amazon. They've now confirmed they're going to remove merchandise from their site that features the offensive meme, Joe and the Ho. Referring to Joe Biden and <sighs> Senator Kamala Harris. Is this another fucking third party story again? It is. And, you know, I, at this point, I almost don't even understand why these massive corporations like Amazon and Walmart continue to allow those third party sellers to sell on their site without somebody checking it. Because it inevitably leads to shit for Amazon and Walmart, not for the shitty little company that, that does like five, ten grand a year in sales and puts out this offensive stuff. That should have never been in the Amazon store, ever. Why isn't there somebody checking it? I mean, for the amount of money they make off these third-party people, hire someone who knows what they're doing to screen the shit before it goes on the site. Mm-hmm. I don't get it either. I do, I, we've had way too many stories of shit like this. How does it squeak by? And who's purchasing it before it does inevitably get taken down? Who's buying it anyway? Right. I don't know. It's stupid. Uh, you posted a very graphic image this morning on scottandcat.ca regarding Megan the Stallion. Yeah, yeah. So there's she an did update. get shot. She yeah. actually did get shot. <laughs> there's actually two updates to the story, too, which I'll tell you quickly. But she did get shot. She posted. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, you can see the inside of the heel. Ugh. Well, I didn't know that a bullet could get lodged in the heel. I thought it was mainly bone and a bullet would either bounce right off or... Or it, it couldn't go all the way in because a bullet is not going to go into bone necessarily. That's what I would have assumed. But I guess I was wrong. And this is why I'm not a doctor. Yeah. That bullet hole is gross. It's, not, it's nasty. It's nasty. How it's, much would that fucking hurt to get shot in the foot? Yeah. And so she was – the reason why she posted it is she was super pissed. And I'll be able to give you some of this caption without having to edit it like I did on our morning uh, radio show. But she was pissed off because people were were basically trying to start rumors that she didn't get shot. So she says, what I've learned about the majority of people on social media is y'all like to hear bad news before good news. It spreads more than the truth. And y'all really be believing this shit you make up. I'm, uh, I got hit at the back of my feet because when I was shot, I was walking away facing the back. Why would I lie about getting shot? Why are you upset that I, wanna, that I don't want to be in the bed sad? Why y'all upset that I can walk? I got my stitches out of my feet two weeks ago. I was ready to celebrate WAP going number one. Usually I don't address internet bullshit, but y'all people are sick. God was watching over me. I'm healing well. So by the way, because you're probably maybe if this is the first time you're hearing it going, why'd she get shot? Who shot her? Well, we all know, but we don't know. So we have to say reportedly Tory Lane shot her in the back of the foot who is a Canadian uh, rapper. And apparently he was, he's very into Megan the Stallion, very into her. Uh, I don't know if they were dating or if he just was hanging out with her. But she tried to get out of the car. They got into some kind of an argument, I guess. And she tried to get out of the car and leave. And he didn't want her to leave. So to scare her back in, he brought out the gun. Did he mean to shoot? I don't know. But he did. And thus, here we are, where apparently now... uh, L.A. County D.A., according to TMZ, is reviewing possible felony assault charges against Tory. 
Okay, but uh, the wound is just awful. It's nasty. nasty. Ew, it's the part with the heel that I can't even. I can't even look. Oh, I can't even. So do the cops actually think Tory Lanez did this? And if so, why isn't he in custody or charged or deported back to Canada? It's a, there's a lot of great questions. Those are a lot of great questions. I wondered right off the bat. It was so freaking confusing because at first we heard reports that she cut her foot on glass from inside the vehicle. Then we thought, how could a vehicle have glass anyway? So either someone smashed it or someone shot at the vehicle. And no reports of any shooting. Then we found out Tory Lanez did get busted for a couple of charges, one of them about weapons. Okay, so now you're putting two and two together. There was a weapon in the vehicle, and there's glass. So that made me think, someone shot, maybe he shot back, I don't know. Now we're fine. Then we found out, no, she got shot in the foot. Well, who the hell would have shot her? Was Tory trying to defend her because someone was coming at them? Nope, it was the only vehicle on the scene. So really, it all points to just one possibility. Tory Lane shot Megan the Stallion in the foot. So then you wonder... Why is there no investigation? When she said someone shot her, the police apparently at the time had no report of someone shooting her, even though she went to the hospital to get the bullet removed. Nothing about that makes sense to me. How could you have somebody in the hospital? I know how it works in a hospital, and they work right with police, as they should. So if someone comes in with a gunshot wound, you ask questions. And then you bring police in to ask more questions because that's their job. So how did she get a bullet surgically removed from her foot but not get asked the question, who shot you in the foot? The whole thing's so fucking weird. Totally weird. Change gears here. Uh, When you realize, ah, my car is filthy, I gotta do something about this. Driveway-style hand wash with a hose or run it through the the gas station car wash? What do you think? Uh, A gas station car wash? Really? You don't like to wash your car by hand? Do I like it? No. Some people find pleasure in it. I got a next door neighbor, Patrick. God bless him. He loves washing his car. Like there's nothing more that that guy will than that guy loves to do than washing his car. I'll spray mine with the hose a bit only if like there's bird shit on it. But otherwise, I'm going through the Petro. Now, if you were going to wash your car, get down to a bathing suit or just regular clothes? Oh, regular clothes. My neighbors will all be watching me. You don't want to go in the bathing suit, put on a little show for the neighbors? No. no it's nope. a fantasy for a lot of guys. Guys, for whatever reason, like the thought of a wet, soapy woman. Mm-hmm. Mel Magazine, which I've never heard of, but apparently it's a thing. One of their female writers wrote in an article recently claiming you'll burn more calories if you wash your car in a bathing suit or bikini specifically. How so now? There isn't a ton of science to back this up. But according to WebMD, washing your car for 30 minutes will burn about 135 calories if you weigh 125 pounds. If you weigh uh, 185 pounds, that'll burn about 200 calories. Great. The thought here is that when you are in normal clothes, you're much more worried about getting wet. Thus, your movements are conservative. However, if you're in a bathing suit... That fear of getting your clothes wet doesn't exist, and you move around more, thus burning more calories. Is she stretching, or can you see where she's coming from on this? Okay, um, sure. <laughs> it, it, the whole thing is stretching to me, but I see where she's coming from, sure. Yeah, let's get back to that fantasy for a second. See your neighbor in the driveway, washing the car, in a bathing suit. You watching a guy do that, or does he have to be in good shape? Because I think most guys would watch a girl do it. doesn't matter what she looks like. I would think it was...
was kind of like weird. I, I mean, I'm sure it happens, but I would kind of go, why, why, why do you need to be in a bathing suit doing it? And I understand on a hot day, it's a hot day. Okay. Some stuff can be forgiven, but it's kind of show offy, isn't it? Let's say, for example, you just have to run out to the store to grab something. You go out your front door and, oh, shit, there's my neighbor in a bathing suit washing their car. You pretend you didn't see it, or is that when you spark up a conversation? Hey, how's things going? Oh, yeah, I noticed you left your bins out overnight on garbage day. Oh, I would not approach. No, I would not approach. (laughs) Just a quick, do you even wave and acknowledge they're there, or just keep your head down and pretend you didn't see it? Oh, if it's somebody I knew, sure. But, I mean, it's all very, like... What are the odds of that happening? But sure, yeah. Hey, how's it going? And that's it. I hope none of my neighbors listen to this podcast because I'm going to say it. I don't think I have many hot neighbors. I don't think that there's many neighbors in, in, in this area where I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Wash that car. Keep washing. It's extra dirty. Keep going. I don't think I would really uh, stop to give that's it a good, second though. look. I think that's good. I'm also a gentleman. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, Just kidding. That was good. Speaking of awkward, BuzzFeed has published a new list. They say these are the seven weirdly awkward moments for everybody involved. Interested? Yeah, absolutely. Because I can think of a few myself off the top. (laughs) Number one is when people sing happy birthday to you. Yes! What the fuck are you supposed to do when people are singing happy birthday? Do you sing along or do you shut up? Do you look at them or do you look at the cake? Do you, I just want to climb under the table and pretend this isn't happening because I hate, hate, hate so, that focus. Uh, so this year, and this year it's almost amplified weirdness if you were in the midst of the pandemic like myself with a June 5th birthday. So that weekend... I had only my parents over. It was my small bubble. And I had on a Zoom call, they surprised me with a whole bunch of my family members on the Zoom call. And they all <laughs> they all sang happy birthday on the Zoom call. Oh, no. So it was like, I was like, it's always weird. It's weird. So I usually do a thing where I just kind of sway back and forth and try to pretend I'm enjoying the music. But when we, really, you're just counting the seconds until it's over. Super awkward counting down absolutely like and you don't know where to put your hands and you're just kind of like yeah because you can't sing happy birthday to yourself like they should create a song where everybody can sing and it's not weird but of course you can't sing happy birthday to you and it's about yourself so it's so awkward i never know what to do in that situation but it's messed up walking back to your group after your turn in bowling yeah i can see that When you've got your team and the other team and all eyes are on you, do that long walk from the line right back to the end of the alley. Yeah, I don't like people staring at me like that, especially if I just shit the bed and threw a gutter ball or something like that. I usually do. So every time my walk is the same, I just kind of slump over and hang my head down. (laughs) When you're walking to the car and someone is picking you up. Yeah, that's another situation where all eyes are on you. I don't know if it's necessarily awkward for the person in the car, but for the person walking to the car, that's a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. Am I walking right? Are they judging? Are they looking? I don't know. Do I have everything? Yeah, I can see how that would be kind of awkward. Yep. The moment when everybody says bye on a Zoom call, and then everyone's fumbling trying to figure out how to leave the actual meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yep, sure. Listen, find the leave button, hand over it, say goodbye, click. You don't want to be like, hey, bye, guys. Good meeting. Blah, blah, blah. No, and where all the screwing do I? Around afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> where do I leave? When the person taking your ticket at a movie theater says, enjoy your movie. And then you instinctively respond, you too. 
Aww. That's the moment when I, under my breath, start yelling at myself. Like, oh, you're so fucking stupid. Why did you say that? I've been in both. I've been in both scenarios. Um, so similarly at a restaurant. So I've been a waitress before uh, or a bartender where I hand it over, hand over the drink of the food. And, they're, and I say, enjoy. And they say, oh, you too. And then they're like, fuck. And then it's always, <laughs> aw- <laughs> it's always awkward. Even being the receiver of that, because you're like, I won't, like, I won't be, or I will later. And I've been the person that's totally done it as well, where I've said, if they've said, you know, enjoy your movie or uh, have a good, you know, meal. You too. Ah, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> God, you're so stupid. Why'd you say dumb. that? God. Fuck. Oh, I hate myself sometimes. And, of course, when you're watching TV with your parents or with your kids and a sex scene comes on that you weren't expecting. Yeah. I mean, that's Uh, really the time when you either want to rip your eyes out or theirs. (laughs) So can you remember a time? Your kids are old enough now. See, my kids, I wouldn't watch anything with them that had a sex scene in it. It doesn't usually pop up while you're watching Dora. But have you do you remember a scenario of that happening with your kids? Uh, Okay, so not with my kids because I've been particularly careful more and more careful over the years. Right. However, when I was a kid, I was watching a movie. You're going to have to Google it. Olds, okay. the OGs will remember this. There was a movie out many, many years ago. It was back in the 80s. It was called Hamburger. Ham? And it was basically a comedy about a fast food restaurant. Okay. And it was a funny movie, as I recall, but it had some pretty gratuitous sex scenes and nudity in it. That movie was on, and my dad was in the room. (gasps) Did he say anything? So he did. But I looked at him. He looked at me. And all he said was, Oh, I forgot about that part. (laughs) (laughs) I was young, and I have a vivid memory of that happening. Oh, my God. forgot about that part. Boy, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this podcast because <laughs> she'll fucking kill him. That's amazing. <laughs> Why would you put that on for the boys? So <laughs> that's so great. And, and you know, nudity is bad, too. And like a lot of swearing. I remember the big Lebowski. My parents rented it VHS for us. I guess not knowing that the, every other word is basically a swear word in it. And I think there might have been a sex scene, too. And they both just went, oh, it's too late now. Because we were already like 20 minutes in, and they, were, they realized they made a huge mistake. Because we were like 12 at the time. A report from the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee is going to change what we've been used to. The report has been received by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, and the Health and Human Services Department of America, and they use this to, every five years, basically update the dietary guidelines for all of us. And that's where things like um, uh, the average adult should take in 2,000 calories per day. That's where recommendations like that come from. Right. But it has a profound impact on other areas, too. In their 835-page report... That has now been tabled and will eventually become the dietary guidelines for the next five years. They're now recommending men cut their alcohol intake by up to 50%. They're now saying one drink a day for guys. Is that doable? Ah, ooh. Uh, how 
can I say this and not look like a raging alcoholic? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm a raging alcoholic. I don't know how that can be done. Uh, to me, a beer, especially in the summertime, is very much like a, a Lay's potato chip. You can't eat just one. Right, yeah. Beers are the same way. I don't know if I've ever had one drink. You've been with me to functions, especially the ones where it's an open bar. Yeah, I've never seen you have just one drink, ever. I don't even finish the first one before I order the second True. one. True. You, it's amazing how quickly you can drink a drink. <laughs> like it's incredible. Actually, well, it's funny. Kat and I were out for drinks with a colleague of ours, Daryl Law, last week. I think that was yeah. right. And we all sat down at the table and we were shooting the shit, talking about work and talking about the radio business and all that sort of thing. Because Daryl does a morning show as well, and and we all had a beer. And I stood up and said, "Okay, I'm going to grab another beer. Anybody want one?" And Daryl looked at me like, you finished that already? And instinctively, like she's programmed to do it, cats popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, he drinks them really fast. Don't worry about it. thought I had a problem because you know me I'm the opposite I sit there and if it's a beer especially I nurse it I am there for a while with that beer and I'm good with it but (laughs) Daryl I thought actually would have challenged you on that I thought here we go these guys are gonna have three by the time I have my finish my first and even he was like whoa impressive (laughs) fuck I forgot my funnel do you have one on you (laughs) it was 11 o'clock in the morning Oh, that's great. Um, A quick update here on one of the things that we talked about briefly the other day, the WE scandal. Uh, Parliament is prorogued. There's nobody sitting in the House right now. And they dumped all those documents on the House Finance Committee that were requested. The the government handed them over, but Parliament was shut down and the committee is done. So I think they thought they were going to get away with it. But I fucking love this. One of the things that came out of it was... There's hundreds of pages that are completely redacted, blacked out. You can't see what the text of these emails and memos are. And that's common. I mean, a lot of documents get redacted before they get handed over to a committee. Okay. However, in this case, one of the things that they did not redact was a back and forth email exchange between two staffers. And they were talking about the program. And one of them pointed out, yeah, this is a bit of a shit show. <laughs> That's now officially been entered into the record for the Wee scandal. That's amazing. Government officials themselves said it's a bit of a shit show. And you know what? Far be it for me to disagree with the civil service. You're absolutely right. It is a fucking gong show. This whole uh, we're going to hire a company who's then going to hire people to recruit volunteers who will do all the work but not get paid for it, but we're going to give them a grant towards their tuition, and it's all got to be reported back to the CRA, and it may or may not be tax-free. It might be taxed. We don't know. It's a mess. Incredible. It's remarkable that this is what we came up with in that case, although today they're going to announce the details of what's going to replace the CERB. The Canada Emergency Response Benefit is coming to an end, everybody. It's about to hit the hill. So what do we do with those people who still need their their emergency benefits? Well, those people are supposed to be transitioned onto EI. However, the circumstances where many people found themselves collecting the CERB were not necessarily a situation where it would have even made them eligible for EI. So what do we do with those people? Because we can't just let them let them fend for themselves right, and yeah. be unemployed. So they're going to announce some sort of a temporary program for the people who are losing the CERB but don't qualify for EI. 
And then there's some people who do qualify for EI. I don't know why they don't just change the regulations for EI. Wouldn't that make much more sense? Yeah, it would make a little more sense to me, too, because right now that, by the way, seems like a shit show. Oh, <laughs> that whole boy, thing seems boy. like a shit show. Like trying to organize that like next year at taxes. Good fucking luck to everybody. Good luck, everybody. All the best. Yeah, you might want to make an appointment with your tax person now yeah. for next April because they're not going to be taking walk-ins. It's, it's not simple. It's not clear. Uh, they need to do their best to find a I, – I hope that this plan includes something that's very clear, straightforward because, oh, man, there's still – I mean, there's questions still from this past year, from what they've done so far with the SERP. So, and EI, I mean, both. So, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith that it's going to be, like, great and, a, and everything's going to be good with it and smooth. It's not going to be smooth. No, I don't think it's going to be smooth at all. I, I'm, uh, I just hope nobody gets lost in the shuffle. Now, one of the things that the Canadian Labor Congress has pointed out before the announcement even happens is that the announcement that they're going to make today is probably going to lead to the expansion of the social safety net. The social safety net is everything from EI to welfare and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of people who have for many years, and to the NDP's credit, they've been the ones championing championing this. They want a guaranteed basic minimum income. We did a trial in a couple of cities in Ontario, and while it was good, we did give people money even though they weren't working. Um, it costs a bloody fortune. But I guess the general suggestion is that if you make, say, uh, $14,000 a year and the government agrees that you need at least 18000 to have a livable income, then they would top you up with the extra 4000 mm-hmm. Now, people who don't like this suggestion are very quick to point out, yeah, there's a lot of people who are going to take advantage of that. There's a lot of people who are going to have no incentive to better themselves. But you need to draw a distinction between them and the people who actually can't better themselves for whatever circumstance they find themselves in. I, not a popular opinion, but I happen to think that there should be a basic livable income. We have a bad homelessness problem. There's a lot of people who have nothing. What a life-changing experience that would be for those people living on the streets if – I don't even know if they have a radio or they read the newspapers. But if we went up to them on the streets and told them, the government just passed something now where you're going to have a minimum $18,000. So if you make nothing, they'll give you eighteen grand or fourteen grand or twenty-one grand, whatever number it is that they announce. If you make uh, ten grand a year, mm-hmm. they'll top you up to the basic minimum income. Hmm. Do you know how life-changing that'll be for people? No kidding. Yeah. That's huge. Just awesome. Uh, While we're at it, I hope they build some more affordable housing units. Yeah, I've seen a lot going up in my area in in Kitchener. It is is definitely good to see that because uh, we need that now more than ever. That's for sure. People are in a bad way, particularly now. This is the worst financial crisis officially since the Great Depression. The problem is they would be introducing this program while our books are the worst they've ever been in history. So I don't know where we're going to get the money for it, but I certainly agree with the premise that people deserve a basic minimum income. And if they can, this is just the icing on the cake. If they can find a way to make sure that people aren't taking advantage of it, I am all in favor of it. So good luck to the government as they get ready to do that today. Keep distancing everybody. If I don't care if you're a masker or an anti-masker, it doesn't matter to me. But if you at least distance, then we will keep our numbers as low as they are right now. And that's all I got for today. Have a great day.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.